this is episode number two of Tonkoban, the uh, first real episode of the show. And today we're going to discuss the first three volumes of Assassination Classroom by Yusuke Matsui. Um, we'll go over the table of contents of issue number 30 of Weekly Shonen Jump, which uh, comes out the day we're recording this, June 26th. And then finally, we'll give our scouting report on a new series in Weekly Shonen Jump, Super Smartphone. So uh, thanks for listening, and let's check out Assassination Classroom. So Assassination Classroom is a manga by Yusuke Matsui. Um, it ran in Weekly Shonen Jump from July 2nd, 2012 to March 25th of 2016. Ran for 21 volumes, and I think it's, what's it, like 180 chapters, 185? That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, the, the app says 185, but I know that the last two are just kind of like extras that were, you know, published at some point. They don't yeah. have any kind of bearing on what the story is. Um, but Assassination Classroom was a huge hit in Japan. I don't know the exact numbers, and I kept trying to look for them. But it's, you know, it's impossible, one, because I don't speak Japanese. So if it is, like, reported in some Japanese, you know, like, manga news site, I'm yeah. not going to be able to read it. But I know that when Spy Family was, like, sort of first coming out, it got to, like, 3 million sales pretty quickly, which was, like, this you know, the second fastest series to 3 million behind Assassination Classroom oh, for, wow. for maybe, like, Suisha or, uh, like, Jump series. So I don't know, you know, like, where that ranks if you know ace of diamond or something that's not a jump property like you know sold faster than assassination classroom but either way it was you know pretty popular like from the gun which i guess makes sense we'll talk about it i'm sure but you know it's a pretty familiar like setting you know it's set in a school there's a pretty obvious like you know bad guy like where this is going yeah um and then, so some more background on Matsui. Um, he was an assistant to Yoshio Sawai, who was the creator of Bobo See, and he's had uh, three series that have run in Weekly Shonen Jump. He had Demon Detective Nogami Nuro from 2005 to 2009. Then he had Assassination Classroom. And he's currently got The Elusive Samurai, which started in January of 2021, and its 68th chapter came out today. And all of his series have done pretty well, which is uh, pretty rare for someone to have, like, three straight successes or even just three good manga in general. Like, I was going back to look, to to just see, like, you know, who else has had that kind of success. And I think, uh, like, Togashi is close because he had Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter x Hunter. Yeah. Um, but he had a, there was a series that he had in between those. I think it's level E that only it ran for like two volumes it got axed but it has an anime series weirdly um probably just off of uh togashi's name yeah but like you know like it's hard to make three even just decent series you know uh the naruto guy um i was about to bring him up yeah (laughs) yeah he he had naruto and then uh what was the next one samurai 8 i remember so samurai 8 came out like right when i got the viz app yeah. Like, the week that I got it was when they dropped, it was, like, a teaser chapter, like, chapter zero of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I didn't know really how the manga world worked. So I was like, oh, man, like, he's just, you know, this is going to be, like, the next big thing. Like, Samurai 8, we got it. This is cool. Like, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the ground floor. <laughs> and then I remember reading, like, six or seven chapters of it and just being like, this is not good. And then it got cut after, you know, 40 chapters or something. Um so when I was looking through the only people that have had like frequent or like you know three kind of hits in a row that I could find were I don't know if you even count them but it's uh, Obata and Oba that did like Death Note Bakuman and then uh, Platinum End 
Oh, I haven't sure. read Platinum yeah. End yet, but I know that, you know, it at least like finished up its run and has an anime. So it's, you know, at worst, it's a fine series. Yeah. Um, But even like separately, like, you know, Obata is kind of like this legendary artist that uh, all these people like, you know, trained under and learned from. But so like, if you just go by him, he still even has all of these like crazy misses in there. Um, you know, cause he did the art for like Hikaru no Go, um, he's done those and he's on that new series, uh, Shoha Shoten. Yeah. Uh, I but, really like that one. It's, yeah, I do too. It's kind of weird having it like move cause I think it's monthly or something. So it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes I kind of forget it exists, but then I'll like yeah. cash up, but it's pretty good so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. It's, it's one that, you know, it, I think it's kind of easy to just pass it off as like, oh, this is just Bakuman with comedy. But I think yeah. it does, it's a little different. I think it's a little, uh, it's like more, I don't want to say like juvenile, but it's a little zanier, I guess, than Bakuman is even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, I think then, uh, Akane Benashi is like low-key kind of mm-hmm. edging out the same concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with... <laughs> With better art, even in exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then the only other person that I could like find that had like you know kind of this same frequent success was uh, Naoki Urasawa. And when you go through his like you know the Wikipedia page of just works, it's like oh yeah, this was like a hit, a hit, a hit, hit, hit. Yeah. You know, there was only one thing that ran for whatever like you know seven volumes, and it was like oh yeah, this was done. Everything else is like yeah, he had this series for five years, and you know it sold well enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like um, I may be like off base here, but I kind of feel like uh, the person that did I'm trying to remember her name, but she did. Um, what's it called the, the full metal alchemist no 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 inuyasha yeah she's oh yeah, she's yeah, had yeah. like a few hits too mm-hmm. but i feel like they're not quite like on that level but she seems mm-hmm. to well, also kind of be like pretty consistent yeah. with success mm-hmm. yeah she she might be on there i uh like a lot of her earlier stuff was like it was basically too old that I didn't, you know, yeah, read it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I know she had what was that series like Rama, Rama Half or Rama One Two, whatever. It's yeah, called. that one's and then Inuyasha. Cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's almost then, like be- yeah. you're right. It's kind of like before the whole like mm-hmm. paradigm of shonen stuff that we really like know today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I might be wrong on the years, but I feel like Rama came out with like maybe Doctor Slump. Yeah. Like I want to say it was before Dragon Ball even, which is kind of, I don't know for me. I don't know if you've tried to check out some of those earlier series. That's kind of as early as I can go. Like, my brother got me Fist of the North Star, and it's pretty good. Um, it's actually better than I kind of expected it to be. But like it and Dragon Ball, anything else before it is just it's either like just pure like comedy gag stuff or just real real weak like astro boy is not fun to read yeah i definitely think uh honestly especially when it comes like anime i could pretty much only watch like a gag series only because like i mean i even like look at some of the dragon ball anime and the animation has like oh not aged well at all it's very Mm -hmm. stiff but yeah. I know there's some people that would like uh, probably try to argue with me on Instagram and Discord about that. 
whatever that one guy's name is that's like an expert power scaler yeah like chris or whatever that guy was <laughs> yeah chris the like dragon ball power scaling expert He'd probably yeah. like try to dox me over that so i won't get into that too much yeah no i went i went and rewatched like uh like just dragon ball not too long ago in the first episode of it like you know put it on like you know you hear the japanese words and they're still like crinkly sounding it was like oh yeah you recorded this in like a, a bathroom yeah and it's like oh yeah this is this is old yeah <laughs> this, this isn't dragon ball super even <laughs> and then uh just one last thing on matsui he also had a few one shots he's done one was recon chotai which was in weekly shonen jump in 2009 he had tokyo depato Sinso taikenki in 2011 and that was in jump next i don't know what that publication is and then the last one he had was Fkin in 2019 in Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, that one's on the Viz app. Have you read that one, Jude? No, I haven't. It's really weird. I remember, so I read it before I like kind of knew who Matsui was and kind of like, you know, the cachet, I guess, that he has. Um, and I remember reading it and just being like, oh, this is bad and weird. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I feel like if I read it now that I sort of, and familiar with his style and like what he's going for, I might be able to appreciate it a bit more. But it's about—I don't even know exactly what it was. It was like it's about a kendo club, but there's this girl who can like make people do like whatever she wants somehow. It was—it's very strange. It's probably worth checking out, but yeah, it wasn't—you uh, know—it's no Tokidoki or uh, like Blue Box One Shot, anything like that. Yeah cool all right so yeah we'll get into uh we're gonna do like a brief kind of summary of what happened in the volumes and then we'll kind of give our general thoughts on uh you know on what happened and what we think about them yeah sounds good cool all right are you do you have the uh the summaries up yeah so i'll start with a uh, volume one this is just reading mm-hmm. straight off the back of the volume if that's what you want me to do <laughs> works for me all right so um this is assignment one. Meet the would-be assassins of Class 3E. Nagasa, who quietly analyzes his classmates and their target. Sugino, who lets his grades slip after getting kicked out of the starting lineup of the baseball team. Karma, who's doing well in his classes but keeps getting suspended for fighting. And Okada, who lacks both academic and social skills, yet excels at one subject, chemistry. Who has the best chance of winning that reward? Will the deed be accomplished through pity, brute force, or poison? And what chance does this teacher have of preparing the student's tattered self-esteem? Nice. Yeah. Um, so do you, do we want to talk about volume one first or just read all of them and then go over all the volumes together? Um, I guess let's just kind of like go through each volume. Okay. Uh, that works. Yeah. yeah. So volume one, obviously we get introduced to uh, this yellow octopus guy um, who's the teacher of class 3E. He gets dubbed Koro Sensei. Um, you know, which means it's a, I guess it's a pun for sensei, which I'll know means teacher and then can't be killed, which I guess is Koro Senai. That's a fun, fun yeah. name, I think. Um, you know, I'll just kind of start off, I guess. I think Koro Sen- or volume one works pretty well. Like it sets up this, um, you know, I think I'll talk about this later on too with kind of like our what did, what did well, but it just, it does a good job of like really setting you up for what the series is going to be and like what's going on there's no like 
I don't know, weird gotchas in the first chapter. Like, I think there's ways that they could have started it off with Koro-sensei destroying the moon. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's chapter one. And then in chapter two, you get, he's in the class and, you know, almost like a, oh, kind of like Earth Child almost, like trying to do a, yeah. a gotcha on that end. Um, yeah. Um, it really starts, like, in BDS race, like, you are, they don't really waste a lot of time, like, introducing each character in the class in Mm -hmm. fact you really don't like in the first chapter you don't really learn a lot about anybody but yeah is the only person is the only person that gets named in chapter one nagisa yeah maybe maybe tarasica i don't know if he gets named as well i think there's a few people like when he's taking role but you don't know who exactly they are but yeah you're just sort of like put into this class with you know 16 kids or whatever yeah they all just sort of exist but basically, like, what you get up front is, like, there's an alien. He's going to destroy the world at the end of the year if the people in this class can't kill him by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think reading it a second time, I kind of, like, picked up on some details that I think are going to be a little bit more important later on. Like, there's yeah. one uh, little bit of dialogue that I don't think I really, like, registered the first time where it said that he mm-hmm. was... Uh, he was like born raised on earth which yeah i was like oh man how did i not really like pick up on that the first time because at first i was mm-hmm. like oh he was just like an alien like flew down to earth but now yeah. i'm like oh that's probably gonna be like something i need to remember mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i guess i should mention too i have i've read assassination classroom i've watched the anime i read it probably like almost exactly a year ago um but so it is It is interesting to kind of go back and reread and pick up on stuff. And there's things to, like, you know, twist, like, later that I'm looking for now. I'm like, oh, was that, was that mentioned? Or, like, you know, where was this mentioned? Um, so it's fun doing that. But it's a lot more, the first volume, I think the first volume is actually, like, really, really good. Um, like, I remember when I was reading it, it was, you know, sometimes new series can get, you know, like, you see this, like, 180 chapters that you have to go and you get sort of daunted. It's like, well, I don't know, you know, okay, I'm five chapters in, I'm not really, like, really feeling it. And I feel like I read, uh, like, the first 20 chapters of Assassination Classroom just, like, in one night. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm in this. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot more kind of episodic at this, like, the first few chapters than I thought that it was. Um, like, you know, you jump into chapter two, it's, uh, like, Sugino trying to kill uh, Koro-sensei, and then, like, you know, that kind of gets resolved. And then you get this next thing. Um, and that sort of gets resolved. And then, like, you get the, uh, like, chapter four. It's, uh, yeah, Koro-sensei gets jealous of Karasuma. Um, because, you know, he's the PE teacher and all the kids like him. And that's and from there on, it, it starts to get more, um, you know, like, they sort of lead from one chapter to the next. Like, the end of that one is when Karma gets kind of introduced um, and intimidates Koro-sensei. Yeah, I think it, like... Uh... It's one of those things where once you've, like, read a bunch of different series, you start picking up on, like, how Shonen Jump series develop over time. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole meta aspect, like, oh, is this series going to last past 20 chapters? <laughs> uh, because, like, you see this a lot in the first volume of each series where they're like, what what is this series actually going to be? Because I think at first mm-hmm. they're like, is this going to be a gag series or is this gonna be like um yeah because they definitely yeah they definitely had options with assassination classroom too 
where, you know, there's a world where this gets turned into, like, straight gags, and it's just, you know, uh, the assassination classroom and Koro-sensei just getting into, like, crazy situations because he's a giant octopus man. Yeah. Um, Or there's a world where, you know, this turns into, like, some crazy battle manga, and they, like, don't even do the school thing after, you know, chapter 15. And it's like, yeah, we're just fighting and assassinating people and, you know, doing that. And then there's, yeah, there's probably another, you know, there's the route that it goes uh, that we're on now, you know. Yeah. I think it just, like, it It had this flexibility that um, a lot of series, I think, don't give themselves. Yeah, and I think it also, like, the, like we were talking about, the first chapter is, like, kind of in the middle of everything enough for you mm-hmm. not to, like, waste time on anything that they may not have needed later i think in the notes for one of the chapters he kind of mentions that like there are 20 kids in the classroom but he didn't really Mm -hmm. like care about fleshing out more than six or seven of them yeah yeah. um and it's so i don't have the like the physical volume so i don't know like all the kind of extras but on viz it'll show you like certain things and so there are like there are like little key points that he'll bring up about some of the characters that like you know you just sort of like you probably even skip the page yeah but i think they are kind of like good information especially early on when like you know the end of chapter two he talks talks about nagisa and like you know you get all these like future goals none which is like a pretty big (laughs) yeah like that's the thing that gets you know i don't know if that happens in this uh in these volumes but i guess spoilers like that's a little you know that's a small plot point at some you know yeah Um, so there's fun stuff like that that, you know, he throws in there. Um, I think that sort of wraps up Volume 1. Do you have any other kind of general thoughts on it? Yeah, I do think one thing we got to mention, because this is, like, right mm-hmm. as it, like, transitions into the volume, but we uh, start... Yeah, they introduce Karma at the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's, like... He's the edgelord character. He's, like, Sasuke yep. or L. Or mm-hmm. the guy that emo weirdly, kids need to like project onto. Mm-hmm. And he weirdly becomes like the first villain, which yeah. you know, like Koro Sensei is technically like I don't know if Koro Sensei is the antagonist, but like you know he's who you're trying to stop. But even with that, like you know Koro Sensei is going to destroy the world. Karma gets introduced. And you're like, oh yeah, this is the you know I don't like this guy. This is the bad guy. Like you know let let's stop Karma. You know. Yeah. This is definitely one of those series that has, like, at least um, at the point we're at, it kind of has, like, a monster of the week format, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, villain of the week format. And then this is, like, another thing you kind of see in Shonen Jump series, but, like, after each villain or monster is defeated, they kind of just get added to the main party. You even see that in Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball to a certain extent like and the og yeah. dragon ball series like piccolo is originally like oh he's like the yeah he's, he's the big guy. bad for like 300 chapters or something yeah and then like immediately he's just like a comic relief character <laughs> yeah they're like oh yeah piccolo's good now he's gonna raise my kid too yeah <laughs> um yeah but i'll i'll say that like with kind of the monster of the week thing i do like that they like, they keep them all in the mix pretty immediately. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking of, like, Red Hood or something. You know, Red Hood sort of did that at the start, and then they just kind of, like, discarded them. And they're like, oh, yeah, these werewolves don't matter anymore. Um, yeah, I think this is, like, where you see um, 
Matsui's experience come in because like Red Hood mm -hmm. I remember that was like a series where when it came out I'm like oh man this is gonna be like the next Demon yep. Slayer because the art style was honestly it looked a lot like My Hero Academia but it had like uh, really, I think yeah I think the Red Hood artist was an assistant for uh, yeah and I thought like it looked really polished from the start but right mm -hmm. up front they were basically like yeah, this is gonna be like a uh, adventure series that's gonna be pretty similar to something like Demon Slayer, and yeah. you kind of pigeonhole yourself right off the bat when you have a chapter that's like already advancing mm -hmm. the story. Well, I think that one kind of goes back to what I was saying too about Assassination Classroom having these different modes that it could have gone. Yeah. You know, Red Hood, Red Hood, I thought that the premise was really cool and had potential. Like, you know, oh, we're going to, like, explore all these kind of, like, fairy tale creatures in, you know, these fun ways. Like, you know, that's kind of different. Yeah. But that was all it could have done. Like, you know, it could only be, like, an adventure battle series, you know. So, like, if that, if that doesn't resonate with readers or you're just not good at doing it or you put a, uh, you know, exam arc in Chapter 7 where they're fighting in a just a giant box um, yeah. your series isn't gonna last very long <laughs> i think that's one thing i've like quickly learned and i think this was almost like an epidemic uh when this series came out like when was this like i feel like early this was 2012 to 17 16 oh 16. No, i'm yeah. talking about like a red hood. oh red hood yeah gotcha. i think that was like mid 2021 i feel like mm -hmm. yeah. i feel like there were all these series that were like trying to be a traditional shonen series and mm -hmm. all of them had a license arc like right off the bat and yep i feel like yep. now, even yeah it's like they're like we need to stop doing all these like school series because <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah. that wasn't even like reserved for just you know kind of like these new bloods um you know uh build king which was a series that like i actually sort of enjoyed because like the first few chapters i'm like oh this is like more in the Dragon Ball or One Piece vein, it pretty quickly also got into like this really terrible exam arc and like trying to flesh out its battle system. It's like, man, we're 15 chapters in. <laughs> like just, let's just like build stuff and, you know, fight some yeah. monsters. Let's add some people to our party. Like, you know, let's. Yeah, we got like a. Do the thing. Yeah. Like Candy Flurry is one where I was like, oh, this mm -hmm. is going to be like cool because it's just. The premise is ridiculous. You have people yeah. fighting with candy and like <laughs> dessert themed villains and heroes. And then like 10 chapters in, they're going to talk about like basically an exam arc that is a total ripoff of the My Hero Academia <laughs> exam arc. <laughs> like note for note ripoff. Um, mm -hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, yeah people just want to like people want to see the world building pretty soon if you're gonna do like a superpower series yeah yeah or like if you're going to do the exam arc you i don't know one it has to be really good like right like the naruto exam arc works because you learn about all of the different students and you do get some of that world building in it as well yeah um hunter, you know, my hunter. hero one yeah yeah, the Hunter Hunter one. It, that's the well, it's the only time they do any hunting in that show, <laughs> yeah. or that series. But uh, yeah, that's like how you get introduced to like, oh, there's uh, like gourmet hunters, and you know, it it does a good job of like making it feel like this real lived in world. Yeah, and MHA, like you mentioned too, that one you 
that show is very character the manga is really character driven so you kind of like mm-hmm. meet all these people off the rip like a few chapters yeah in, which is cool mm-hmm. yeah and i think in my hero that's the, that's the first time you are introduced to people outside of like deku and all might like i think you get uh bakugo but yeah he just sort of is there and then yeah when you get to the exam arc you yeah it starts like really fleshing it out yeah yeah cool do you have anything else for uh volume one you want to mention uh i think i'm good on volume one that works for me all right let's go to the summary of uh volume two all right uh so assignment two a sexy new teacher comes to class 3e to do the student's job for them when the 3e students begin exhibiting signs of self-esteem principal asano demands that koro sensei crush their spirits so they continue to set a bad example for the rest of the school to rise above then a class field trip goes terribly wrong when two 3e girls are abducted who will come to their rescue nice yeah we get uh the introduction of miss uh jellovich miss vich miss hellovich uh <laughs> this lady yeah i think volume two um volume two like really ramps up the comedy that continues throughout assassination classroom just like these real kind of corny jokes like you know they spend like three chapters making fun of uh miss vich's name yeah um, and, and the joke honestly it it works for me every time because she you know she gets mad and i think he does such a great job with the character like reactions and the expressions and this is something he does well in all of his series um you know i've only read I read like 25 or 30 chapters of uh, Nogami Nuro and that series had it the most because it's it's a little more, I don't know, kind of weird and like masochistic to the main character. Um, so you get these kind of like reactions a lot with like the, you know, the sharp teeth and like everyone's yelling and stuff. And yeah. Elusive Samurai, you get that as well. Um, but I think it's kind of works the best here where it's you know it's used a little more subtly um yeah and i think it it just it works for me i don't know how you felt about it but yeah i really liked the uh the comedy in this volume and how how it just goes through the rest of the series yeah i think um there are a few running gags that really were effective i think one of them is you see it a little bit in the first volume but like Korra Sensei flying to different countries to like mm-hmm. buy luxury items and like coffee is really that one's it doesn't really get old and they pretty much use it kind of as a plot device sometimes like mm-hmm. in, in volume one with the baseball subplot he like flies to yeah, a new flies to <laughs> yeah it's a new york junkies which was crazy <laughs> oh, I, I didn't catch that i just saw i just uh saw new york i didn't uh know it was the junkies that's hilarious yeah that one was that one was really funny um and then they're talking about like their uh idea of what a foreigner looks like in volume two and it's like a picture of mm-hmm. jack sparrow and lord Croft. and yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just like it's really uh, stupid humor which honestly mm-hmm. works for something like this because it's such a ridiculous premise and there's even the one so like he does the kind of he has like these after image clones i guess where he's moving so fast so he helps everyone study that one 
I loved it too. And then he's, you know, he's pulling out, he's like, yeah, we're going to teach English and math and here's social studies. And then he gets to Tarasica and he's got the Naruto headband on. He's like, why do I get Naruto? And he's like, because you need to, you know, like you need, you need to think like a ninja or something. You need ninja training, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It cracks me up. There's, um, it seemed like there's always a lot of like interaction between different, uh, comics in the Shonen Jump, like, cinematic universe mm-hmm. or whatever uh in the yep. physical volumes they actually have like random appearances by psyche kuso like the psychic dude yeah there was a yeah antenna. i was gonna say i know that they had like a like a combo chapter and i saw that it got like mentioned or whatever that they were, like from the same town or something maybe um yeah but there's there's some like crossover there i know yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I think you even see that a little bit more often in some of the newer series, but... Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, Roboco has yeah. 90 chapters on just that. Yeah. And um, another thing in this volume I think is uh, kind of important that they introduce is, like, the sh- they talk a little bit more about the structure of the school. Like, in mm-hmm. Volume 1, they mentioned that Class 3 is, like, this class for delinquents or like underachievers it's basically the last uh the last stop before you like get expelled for being a terrible student yeah which is you know it's interesting too because this is like this kind of like renowned high school apparently like you know it's supposed to be like you know the best school in japan kind of deal and they still have this kind of like this class that's just the dregs of uh the kids in that school yeah and uh they they definitely like show more of how hated this class is in this volume um mm-hmm. they have like assemblies where they tell the students what's gonna be on their exam but then they don't invite anyone from class 3 or like they have to skip lunch so that they can do things with the other students Mm-hmm. Um, yeah well and they have to hike i don't know if it gets mentioned in this volume or not but they have to hike up this like giant mountain basically to get to their to get to their building which is like this you know like ran down kind of shack almost it's like yeah. you know, just this solid wooden box you know um it's like leaky there's weeds and stuff in the and kind of like the schoolyard and then uh and at, it's, oh yeah go ahead Oh, I was just gonna say, I don't know if it's, is it this chapter where they sort of go over, like, why Class 3E is, is sort of treated this way, or is that Volume 3, where uh-huh. the principal kind of, like, details it? This is, um, this is this volume, uh, he's basically okay. talking about, like, um, this, like, worker ant theory, where mm-hmm. he's, like, in a normal school, 60% of people work hard. 10% of people are just talented enough to like do whatever and still mm-hmm. make good grades. And then the other percent are just like dragging everybody down. But if we single out like 5% of people, then everybody mm-hmm. else is going to like feel confident in their abilities because they're not in class three. Basically. Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be motivated. If it's like, yeah, if you, you know, if you don't kind of, if you don't get, shaped up you're gonna end up in class 3e and you know you're not gonna like be anything which you know i um as kind of like messed up as this theory is it's actually kind of 
brilliant if you're running yeah. public schools, I think. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I could totally see if I'm, like, a 15-year-old kid or whatever. It's like, you know, hey, don't screw up. You're going to be in class 3E, you know, all these, like, weirdo kids, like, the, you know, kind of like the bad kids classroom. Like, okay, all right, I guess I'll, you know, I guess I'll study. Yeah, and they'll, they kind of introduce these, like, recurring bully characters that mm-hmm. show up every few chapters that are just, like, either like beating them up or like making fun of them in between classes um yeah they have some pretty like this is one thing i've kind of noticed is the the art in the series is kind of inconsistent like yep the drawings of these sort of side characters look obviously these characters are supposed to look like mean and ugly but Mm -hmm. the art itself well they even yeah i know that like in the uh in the assembly like they see all these like they i guess it's in the assembly when miss miss vitch shows up uh one of like the you know the non 3e students says something like you know how come how come they get like the hot teachers like our teachers are ugly like our students yeah. don't have any hot students like our students are ugly kind of deal yeah and i think part of that is like intentional and part of that is like mm-hmm. i think there's like the art itself in the series is kind of I've seen people comment this about Matsui's other works. I think sometimes mm-hmm. the art of anyone that's not like a main character kind of just looks off to me. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll talk about, uh, I've got a point to talk about the art a little later on, but yeah, it's definitely, I, I like his art in like a general sense. I think it's actually better in elusive samurai than it is in assassination classroom. Like there's yeah. some parts where he really gets like flex and elusive samurai, like draw these really, you know, like, beautiful ornate like outfits and things like that that i guess he you know he just doesn't have the chance to in the school setting but yeah there's some character designs and some things going on like oh this isn't like i i thought i remembered this being uh you know prettier than it is yeah uh and then we move on to like the first I think this seems like the first real like arc of the series mm-hmm. when they go on this trip to, uh, they go to Kyoto, I think. Yeah, yeah it's I don't Kyoto. Where... Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, like Korra Sensei has this whole like tour guide that he or like a <laughs> tour manual that he this made. Tome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is like I think out of what we read that arc is one of my favorite parts of the story so far because it feels mm-hmm. it, it opens things up beyond the actual classroom and you get to kind of see yeah. uh, what some of the characters besides Nagasa and Korosense and Jellovish are mm-hmm. like. Which is, and I think it, cool. I think it does a good job of kind of like showing what, what the series does really well moving forward to where like you know koro sensei kind of goes over the top for his students and it's like you know kind of funny as this joke but it's like because he genuinely cares right like he writes this you know 700 page uh travel manual thing because he's like i want my students to have a great time and to learn and you know like he is a a legitimately like caring and good teacher and uh something too that was something i didn't really like I may have like skimmed over it the first time I read it, but then like going over it a second time uh, on Friday, is that uh, 
Kurosima, the Ministry of Defense guy, is like, mm-hmm. oh, you you thought you were like the savior of the world, but now you're going to destroy. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was something interesting too because obviously I feel like that's going to come up later, but there's like more to it than him just like saying yeah they he's gonna they drop the these world. little yeah they drop these little hints of like you know what's Koro Sensei's past? Does he have a past? Like, and that gets you know it shows that in Volume One even I don't remember if it's like Chapter One or Chapter Two, but it's really early on it shows like Koro Sensei holding this woman. And, like, he's clearly in a form that's not Koro-sensei. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. he's not this round octopus. And so, like, they kind of drop these little breadcrumbs of, like, you know, hey, there's, you know, there's some weird stuff going on. Like, you know, he's not just this, like, octopus guy we transplanted here. Like, he has a legitimate backstory and, you know. Yeah. Um, and they also mentioned, I think in this volume too, that like at some point he had like fewer arms or something like that. So yeah, that's actually, that's volume three, but it's still the, uh, the school trip. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's talking with Karasuma and, uh, says something like, I think it was like, you know, I've had more relationships that I can count on my, on these eight arm on these eight, uh, arms and legs or something like that. And he's like, are you talking about a time when you only had two arms and two legs? Yeah, yeah. And of that course, was cool. he follows he follows it up with a, uh, "It's rude to ask someone how many limbs they used to have." <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we can like go to volume three now. If there's nothing mm-hmm. else from that volume two. No, yeah, that works. Yeah, I think yeah, volume two introduces Miss uh, Miss Vitch, which I guess I will spend a little more time on Miss Vitch too. I yeah. think her character works really well. I like it. She's kind of like the next. The next person they introduce after Karma that kind of, like, joins the party but is, you know, supposed to be, like, the villain for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think her uh, character works really well. And I don't know if... Does her full art kind of, like, get resolved in Volume 2? I think, I think it does. Yeah, kind of. I think she, like, gets... The whole arc where they don't like her definitely gets mm-hmm. resolved in Volume 2. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I think she's a she's a good character and she's fun throughout the whole series and like I was saying earlier like the the jokes about like her name and even like Koro Sensei like being one of kind of like the resident pervs of the series is something that's like a little I don't know. Those jokes like get old the first time you see them in Dragon Ball even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think sometimes they're, you know, they're still kind of funny and yeah. uh, associated to classroom. I don't hate them as much. They're not like, I think like the worst one of those kind of characters is, uh, what's his name? Mineta from My Hero. Yeah. Who like basically only exists to like gawk at all of the hot girls in My Hero. Whereas, yeah, at least Koro, this, this feels almost like a, it's like a weakness for Koro Sensei as opposed to like you know this is all his character is yeah th- there is one part where like uh they talk about like chorus and say giving like a like tentacle massage which is yeah uh, that part <laughs> that that's something <laughs> for sure well um, and and two we'll go into it a little bit also but like you know miss vich uh kisses her students a lot yeah which is yeah it's a little uh you know we won't condone that we'll, yeah uh, um, could have done could have done without the 20 year old teacher kissing your 15 year old students but this is definitely like a 
I mean, it's a weekly Shonen Jump series, so mm-hmm. every every series is going to have like a couple of questionable pages in it. Well, it's, it's crazy too because this was one that you know these kids are supposed to be what is it? They're in their third year in middle school, which I think in Japan technically makes them like freshmen in high school. Yeah. If I, understand like their school system correctly so these kids are like 14 or 15 years old and they definitely don't feel like 14 or 15 year old students which you know there's there's supposed to be some like suspended suspended belief or whatever for all these series but you know and i guess it makes sense that they would kind of age them this way because that's shonen jump's target audience right it's like these 12 to like 16 year old kids but then they'll have series going on like uh ayakashi triangle it's like, there's no way I'm letting my 12-year-old read Ayakashi Triangle. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing where it's, it's like... Crazy. Yeah. And also, Shonen Jump isn't like this, but sometimes the like, cover art for the different magazines will be like... Mm, mm-hmm. um, basically just like a swimsuit magazine that has yeah. like comics inside of it, but it'll be marked. Yeah, it has like little like, pictures <laughs> of... Yeah, it has little pictures of Koro Sensei around it, and then yeah, some woman in a bikini on the front yeah which is yeah that's kind of something (laughs) uh if you want to go do you want to go to volume three now yep let's do it all right um so i'm looking at the back of volume three now and there's this awesome illustration of like chorus and say taking a bath and he's like got a little uh, he's got like a hairnet or like a shower cap on and he's brushing one of his tentacles with like a scrub brush but really good illustration here uh, says uh the latest addition to the misfit students of class 3e is a norwegian robot specifically designed to assassinate their teacher but sadly lacking in social skills nothing chorus and say can't cure with a little super fast tentacle work um when Playboy Maihara gets dissed by a girl for being Class 3E, revenge is clearly warranted, and Chorus Sensei can help with that too. Plus, secrets of Chorus Sensei's mysterious past revealed. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. this one yeah, it continues the uh, school trip that we were talking about. Um, we had some girls get captured by, like, I guess these are these are supposed to be the high schoolers, and they all look like, you know... 40 year old yakuza yeah (laughs) you know like i don't know if this is just uh how his art works or if it's you know some kind of like conscious thing from matsui but yeah he definitely gets the ages a little um a little wrong a little off these yeah these kids don't look like they're 17 years old for sure um i definitely there's a one gag in particular that i really liked from this arc which i think appears in volume three but um, there's this scene where one of the like villains is like, oh, I'm going to like ruin you. And uh, then his face like turns into this like, do you remember this? This happened like a few years ago, but there was this like Renaissance painting, I think, that they were yes, trying yeah, to I, I note of that too. Of yeah. The, uh, the Jesus one where there was like, I don't remember what exactly the story is, but there was like this famous you know like this really famous painting of jesus on like i don't know at a church and then like one of the priests or something was like oh well i'll touch it up or like fix it up yeah and just made it awful 
Yeah, I thought this was like a really wild gag because you don't really see mm-hmm. anything like this in the series up to this point. But yep. yeah, they basically just like cut the photo out and like Photoshop <laughs> it on top of this character's <laughs> face, which is it's kind of nuts. Uh, the only time I've seen anything like that recently is in Shugamaru, which it, it was mm-hmm. good then, and I, I liked it here as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I like Koro-sensei always trying to kind of, like, get in on the gossip. This is something else that, you know, it'll happen from time to time throughout the series. Um, you know, I think it's great. Like, you have these middle school kids, like, talking about their crushes and stuff, which is, like, you know, I feel like that's pretty normal school trip stuff. You get your six guys or your six girls together in a room, and then Koro-sensei is, like, you know, peeking around the corner. Like, yeah. I'm going to divulge your secret. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's great. Um, um, also, the... We also get a little bit of kind of like the weird stuff about how Koro-sensei's body works. Right? Like everyone's curious, so they try to like peek on him on the bath. And then like he's in there, but his his skin like creates all these bubbles. And then he's able to turn the water into jello. Yeah. This is something yeah. else that like that pops up too, where like Koro-sensei just has like his main power is just being able to fly at Mach 20. But he's also got these other stuff too like i know that early on when karma jumps off the um jumps off the cliff he like catches him with his like this basket that he's made out of his arms and legs but like he can also make his arms and legs sticky yeah yeah and he can uh i saw another thing where he can like pick uh he can pick a toothpick off the ground with one of his like suckers or whatever Mm. Mm -hmm. that was funny yeah he so he's got like all these I don't know, these abilities that don't really, I don't know, they don't really conform to some sort of, like, power system or whatever. It's just, like, yeah, he's this octopus guy, and he can do kind of whatever we want him to do in this chapter. Yeah, we kind of need, uh, we need Chris from Discord to, like, tell us how he could stack up against Goku. Yeah, I need to, yeah, I need to know, is, uh, is Koro-sensei, like, Super Saiyan 1 Goku level? (laughs) Can he, uh, you know... Can he go toe to toe with uh, Super Saiyan three? I mean, Koro Sensei looks a little Frieza ish. They're both bald, so True, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe <laughs> he just didn't really have it in him. Exactly. Um, in this volume two, we get a our second new student. We get uh, the uh, autonomous intelligence fixed artillery, which is this, like giant m- black monument thing with a uh, screen with a girl on it and she just tries to kill Kuro sensei with like a barrage of bullets constantly. Um, and I like too that it, it sort of shows that the students like, they definitely kind of feel like they're together in trying to kill Kuro sensei. It's not just like, yeah, like someone killed Kuro sensei and kind of like, you know, save the earth and get it out of our hair. Like they want to be the ones to do it. And so this new student comes in and kind of, you know, goes ham and like disrupts their class and, they don't like that i you know i kind of appreciate that that we see you know the class like kind of banding together and like supporting each other pretty early on right um and also too this is another like arc that i really liked but seeing Mm -hmm. the intelligence like basically turn into another student is really cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's a cool twist as well there's a it's probably one of my favorite panels of this entire um, of this entire manga. Like it stuck out to me when I read it the first time. It stuck out to me when I watched the anime. But it's when you know they're talking about uh, 
they end up naming this uh, system Ritsu. Um, but they're talking about Ritsu like not being a real girl. And Takabayashi, the first time he's introduced, first words he says, he's like, wait, her double Ds aren't real? I don't have a problem with that, do you? And he's like, Takabayashi, you sure you want those to be your first lines in the series? I, like That kind of like fourth wall breaking, Like they sneak it in every now and then, and I it cracks me up. I I love it where you know this kind of like this meta commentary thing that they don't do too much like in uh you know like in roboco they do it a, a lot i feel like where you know like roboco or tyra they're talking to the reader and that sort of to me gets a little annoying when it's like hey we're gonna do this and like kind of like winking at you yeah like every other page but i do like it um in these instances yeah it definitely uh it definitely feels more like a gag series than mm-hmm. other like traditional hit uh, weekly shonen jump series, um, which I think is pretty cool. Like, yeah, I assumed this uh, was. A, I remember like seeing these volumes at the library all the time, like when I was first kind of getting back into manga and stuff, and thinking it was mm-hmm. gonna be more like. A little bit more of like an edgy series. I'm trying to think of uh, the one that I kind of thought it would be more similar to. Um, it's this like series that was like out in the late 2000s that was kind of like this kid like accidentally killed everybody in his school and then he gets sent to like a tournament where he fights people to the death. Huh. But no, I don't, I don't yeah. Know oh, is that is that like a. Is that Siren, maybe? I don't know. I haven't read it. Maybe. But it definitely... I don't know. It was around that time. Yeah, it definitely felt like... I assumed it would be one of those, like, super dark, mm-hmm. edgy, like, ultra-violent series that were seemed to be, yeah. like, a little bit more popular at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before, before reading it, yeah, I kind of had... And I've not played these games, so maybe I'm wrong on this, but I kind of picture them as, like, Danganronpa, almost. Yeah, Where, like, I know yeah. they've got... It's got, like, that teddy bear mascot thing. Yeah. Which I assume, you know, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but like almost like Saw, where that's sort of like the avatar for like the game master or whatever. That's kind of what I figured this would be. Like these students have to kind of like, you know, I don't know, learn to be assassins because this goofy octopus guy that we put in here just so that we can merchandise this. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like runs the show behind the scenes. And that's not, you know, that's not what it is. Instead, Koro Sensei is like this really, you know, sweet and caring teacher. Yeah, oh, and the series I was thinking of was uh, Dead Man Wonderland. I remember seeing like mm-hmm. Assassination Classroom and Dead Man Wonderland next to each other on the library shelves. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, these are probably both going to be like fight to the death tournament type yeah. series. <laughs> but um, yeah, not like that at all. Mm-hmm. In Volume 3, we also get a fun little arc uh, with Mehara. We get sort of introduced to him. He's, I guess, one of the kind of like pretty boy characters for the class. Um, and uh, I like this arc too because it shows a little bit of like the uh, kind of like the discrepancy between like the non 3E students and the 3E students. Like he's walking home with this girl and then, uh, you know, like having a good time. And then a non 3 student comes up and it's like, why are you hanging out with him? And she like totally like changes her, uh, changes her mood and like how she's acting and stuff. And they kind of, you know, like beat him up and all that. And it's seen by Koro sensei. And then they start this kind of revenge plan, which I do like too, because I think there's, um, it frustrates me in these 
series sometimes, and this isn't like just manga, but you know, it's in books or whatever, where it's like, no, we can't get revenge. Like, you know, you got to be the bigger man. It's like, yeah, like, like, you know, let's get revenge. Like this is a, it's a manga series. Like, let's do it. Let's go beat up like the, the snobby, like smart kid, which is what they do. I think they're, you know, their plan's fun. Like it, it fits like the tone of the series. Like they don't just go and like, you know, kill these characters or something. Um, but I think it does a good job of kind of like encapsulating a lot of what assassination classroom does really well, where you get like, you know, Koro sensei, like trying to help a student out and like stick up for him, but also like teaches him a lesson where at the end he's sort of like, you know, uh, are you going to like look down on people that are like weaker than you? And he's like, no, I promise I won't. Yeah. And I think also too, it shows Koro sensei is like super petty. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, he's definitely, he's definitely just like a mischief making character. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at his like character design, he's kind of sinister looking in like a goofy way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's kind of, he's like lovably like petty, which I like about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at the end of that chapter too, there's like a, an extra page, I guess. Um, they're probably included for the volume where it's, uh, like after they like pull off their kind of like revenge prank, um, it has Karasuma like yelling at Koro Sensei and all the students, which I think is great too because that's something that happens a lot. Also, where like Karasuma kind of has to play like the straight man in this, yeah, and he's you know like also scolding Koro Sensei because even though Koro Sensei is the student, he like you know he's part of the group, right? <laughs> um, and this volume ends off. We get a little bit of a like a cliffhanger into our next uh, kind of like little mini arc where Miss Vich is trying to teach the students how to pronounce L and R. Um, she gets caught by her own boss, Lovro, who's like this other kind of like stereotypical, like Russian assassin guy. Um, and so the chapter ends off with, you know, he's like trying to say that, uh, Miss Vich isn't like fit for the job anymore. Um, they need to get like a real assassin in there. Um, but so Koro Sensei kind of has like a little wager, like, let's have a test to see, uh, which one of you is the better assassin and, you know, to try to try to keep Miss Vich around. Yeah, and I, I think uh, this will kind of, I think, transition into our like discussion overall about like predictions for the future. Mm-hmm. But I think this kind of opens things up to show like, oh, there are like other people outside of the classroom that are kind of trying to kill Chorus and say as well. Or, yeah, like, mm-hmm. people that are like aware of this or that can get pulled into the story. Um, yeah yeah even though it's supposed to be like this top secret thing like contained to the classroom and like you know a few people in the school yeah it's yeah there's definitely like some outside entities that get roped in yeah i definitely think that's something we're gonna like see more of in the future Mm -hmm. because we're already seeing like the sort of contracting this uh i think whatever company it was that created mitsu Mm-hmm. got roped into it so i i feel like it's gonna become more and more of like well and we that, know that there's yeah. a we know there's another new student coming as well because they mentioned that they're sending two in so we've got ritsu so far yeah so, you know there's there's at least someone else that's going to be joining the fray um do you have anything else on volume three or do we want to move into do you want to go ahead and talk about uh your predictions for the uh volumes or for yeah what, what's coming up next I think I think that sounds good. Okay, yeah, we'll skip ahead a little bit and we'll yeah we'll talk about uh, what you think is coming because yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I've read 
the series so far. Um, Jude, this is kind of as far as you've gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I stopped right at the end of 25. Um, okay. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of feel like with the stuff that we've sort of learned about Cora Sensei over time, like the breadcrumbs being dropped about him, mm-hmm. I definitely think we're going to start to see the overall like conflict of the series where it's like, oh, them trying to kill him. I think mm-hmm. I think we're going to start to see like a sort of conspiracy open up or like uh, maybe something like, oh, that's not the actual objective. Like maybe. Oh, maybe, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like there's more to it than just like killing Koro Sensei. We have to do this other thing or like killing Koro Sensei results in XYZ or something. Yeah. Um, it definitely seems like uh, the Ministry of Defense may actually be like, or end up becoming the real villain later on. Because mm-hmm. Chorus and Say is just like, they've made him a lot more sympathetic over time. So I, I, I think there's going to be yeah. like a greater conspiracy happening. Yeah, there needs, yeah, there needs to be a, a like an actual villain. It's like we said earlier, you know, Chorus and Say is, I guess, you know, the overall villain of the story, but he's you know he's a fun character like he's in the mix like you know there's there's no one to kind of like hate or root against yet yeah and every like villain that we've had so far has kind of just become part of the main cast yeah exactly they just yeah they join the class so yeah i think we're gonna see like a sort of greater narrative open up because as much as i like enjoy the sort of more episodic nature of this series compared to other shonen jump stuff like Mm -hmm. over what is like 18 20 volumes i think they're probably gonna like open it up a little bit more yeah but yeah no that yeah those all yeah those all make sense um cool do you have any other predictions do we want to go into uh what we thought uh these did really well yeah let's uh we'll do we can move on from there because i think right now i can really just make like pretty general predictions Mm -hmm. yeah Cool. So, uh, I'll actually, I'll go first on what went well, because, uh, my first one is the, uh, I thought the opening page and like the opening two pages actually did really, really well. Um, you know, the first chapter kind of like gets you right into the mix, but what I thought that this series could have done, and I'm glad it didn't because I, it drives me nuts every time I see it is, you know, have you ever like started a new series and then the first page yeah, you because know, this starts off and you get like this nice color page, and the first page is like this real like mystical, vague looking thing with some text over it that's like you know, darkness encompasses the world, <laughs> but blah 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 blah, you know. And then like it goes into like you know, here's the series. Like I actually looked looked back. Like Black Clover does it. It's terrible. Mm. Naruto actually does it. It's pretty terrible it's like you know whatever the nine tail fox ravaged the blah 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 and just has this like the generic gross looking picture in the background and then you get <laughs> yeah. into, like, the fun naruto stuff hunter hunter does it it like hunter hunter's weird because it it shows it says like you know in a world of like monsters and like treasure and stuff and it's got like all these cool pictures of like these giant beasts and like this you know great treasures and things and then like it goes into like going catching the fish like this stuff I always just kind of forget what these pages are even saying. And it drives me crazy when they when they do that. So I'm glad that they just start off like, 
hey, we're in the classroom. Like, let's stand for the pledge. Yeah. And even, um, and I appreciate too that like the, the color spread that they have, you know, like after the first page, like normally the like pages two and three is like this long, uh, like double spread page where, you know, it's normally like a poster. Like, I think the Naruto one is like Naruto and a couple of the characters just like hanging out. Um, yeah. The Hunter Hunter one was like Gone and um, what's his name? Kite. Yeah. Like hanging yeah. out. But this one goes, they've like got, they've like drawn all their guns and like they're aiming at Coral Sensei. Like it's still part of the story, which I appreciate. I, I think that works really well. Yeah. That's like, a, it's a bold choice making your like first real illustration like a bunch Mm -hmm. of kids strapped up in the class (laughs) definitely something that would uh, would not fly in america probably for good reason (laughs) no yeah and i was wondering that yeah i was wondering that myself like yeah this this series definitely can't just be like whatever you know if this came out over here this isn't aimed at kids that are 12 to 16 or whatever right like this has to be some like yeah crazy like i don't even think you can get away with this on adult swim right like it'd be there'd be huge problems with this yeah i guess it was probably shown on toonami on adult swim but i don't know i feel like it'd be different if like warner brothers or something was like yeah we're gonna make this show yeah it's it's a pretty jarring illustration but it definitely like um it's definitely one of those things where like like you were saying before um I don't want to like learn all of this world building stuff right off the mm-hmm. jump if I don't even know that this is going to last past a few chapters. Um, exactly. And it's all the stuff that you just forget about. It's like, you know, okay, we get this like weird stuff with like the universe that this is set in, but like, you know, cause like Black Clover does that, I think. And then it's like, well, just show me uh, the Black Clover stuff. Like, you know, I just want to go do the magic thing and all this. I don't need you to tell me about like all these kingdoms or whatever it does for its chapter one. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the, like we said before, they be, they barely introduce any characters in chapter one. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I think sometimes too, like if you introduce a bunch of characters up front, you're not really going to like remember who they are. Um, yeah yeah my hero oh, academia have... gets away with that because uh, they're all really distinct yeah that guy's just um he's such a talented character designer that he mm-hmm. can really just get away with introducing like 500 heroes <laughs> off the yeah jump. yeah well even in even in assassination classroom like i can't just off the top of my head like name a lot of these characters right like yeah i know nagisa and sugino and uh was it like karma but like there's the the girl that talks to nagisa a lot um that has like the almost like the cat ears looking haircut i don't remember her name you know yeah. like there's a lot of these characters are really samey yeah but it it doesn't matter too exactly yeah you're not expected from chapter one to be like oh this is so and 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 so right like it took yeah it took 20 chapters for takabayashi to be introduced yeah exactly (laughs) cool what's your first uh what this series did well um i think one thing i was actually gonna mention it being like kind of fast-paced but Mm -hmm. i think too uh the episodic formula of it 
having all these really short arcs is a strength because there are mm-hmm. so many weekly series that have massive epic arcs. I think for something yeah, like they, oh, what was that? I was just gonna say that yeah, they try to like get you roped along from like chapter five. Yeah, like, I still don't. I still don't even know what this is supposed to be. Yeah, like for something like Naruto or One Piece, I think it kind of it kind of works because also at that time those series that sort of subgenre of like shonen mm-hmm. adventure series well, is a little bit new. And they're more adventures, so like going into the um, like getting into an arc is sort of what you want because like yeah, let's start checking out the world, right? Yeah, um, for this series, the arcs are usually like one or two, maybe three chapters. I think mm-hmm. Yozakura family really succeeded for me in the first uh, 50 chapters because it followed a similar formula to this. Yeah, definitely. has gotten a little bit harder to follow <laughs> in recent <laughs> chapters because it's mm-hmm. not doing that. Um, but I think for newer Shonen Jump series assassination classroom is kind of the blueprint for making it successful uh right now we've got yeah. my hero academia we've got black clover and one piece mm-hmm. um, we may have hunter hunter returning we don't necessarily need a series that has like a 50 chapter arc from the yeah get-go. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's something that that well, you know, because it's only 180 chapters, right? So you can't even yeah. do, like, if you had a 50-chapter arc, it's, you know, that's a third of your series, which I guess, right. you know, Jujutsu Kaisen's already done that. It You know, the uh, Shibuya arc was, like, 90 chapters, and it's only got 180 or something. Yeah, that's, an, that's insane. Um, another one that kind of tried to do that and I think failed, but I still liked the series overall, was uh, My Hero Academia Vigilantes, which was, mm-hmm. like, the first, like, 50 or so chapters of that are incredible. And then, and this is a monthly series, too. Yeah. But it starts, like, it goes into this almost, like, 50-chapter arc to end the series. And, like, following that over a couple of years every month was just, like, kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing a monthly series, we don't need, like, massive arcs like that, because I'm barely remembering, like, the names of the characters between yeah, chapters. And and it just becomes a slog. Like, the chapter length or whatever, I know that Vigilante's got a little shorter, but, like, you know, Boruto is 40-page chapters. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't, I can't do, like, this... I need more going on in that 40 pages, which you can't do if the arc is going to take 50 or 60 chapters. Yeah. One Punch Man kind of gets away with that, but like mm-hmm. one and uh, Murata are so good at what they do that they yeah. can get away with whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. I'll go into my next one. Um, I had a, I, th- I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I think that the re- like the reaction faces um, are really good, and they have sort of, and I'll kind of pair this with it as well. I like the back and forth between like when something ridiculous is happening, and there's this collective like why, um, yeah. Like there's like when Miss Vich enters, uh, Koro Sensei is like hanging out or whatever, and and like looking at her, and they say something, and like the whole class or like collectively says like he's checking her out. I think that those 
work really well just kind of like these you know uh really like exasperated um you know like comedy moments uh is really good in this series so far yeah and that actually kind of my other positive thing is kind of similar to that but uh i think chorus and say is like one of the best designed creatures in mm-hmm. like recent shonen jump memory for one he's just like really marketable which is you know yeah he's a mascot you got, yeah you gotta have that in the series to a certain extent um but also he's just got like all of these really interesting traits that make for really good like jokes like him being mm-hmm. able to like change color and like have all these weird patterns show up on his face yep. that's always just really it's always really funny especially since the series is black and white too <laughs> being like oh he's turning green so like that. <laughs> like kind of funny. yeah you have to imagine it a little bit and mm-hmm. him drawing like octopus like doodles on, the, on people's on the... favors yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah he's yeah Corosense is like very self-aware of what he is yeah um yeah it's just he's like fun to fun to look at so mm-hmm. it's nice to Definitely. have him around mm-hmm. and he's easy to put in these kind of like comedic situations right because yeah you can you can do the thing where he uh gives miss vich the tentacle massage or like yeah you know so cool what's your uh next one um let me see i think this is also kind of gonna lead into a grape but i think Mm -hmm. the less less emphasis on like building a cast and more of just like moving things along naturally makes it a lot easier to follow and like makes the series flow a little bit better Mm -hmm. um but this is gonna like i said it's gonna like uh transition into a grape i had and i think there are like like chorus sensei is a great design but i don't think there are any like designs of human characters that are super appealing or memorable Mm -hmm. well yeah this kind of this goes into a little bit of a gripe that i have as well so we can move on to that after this but yeah i agree with you the the like the human designs are really kind of bland and really samey for a lot of the students yeah i totally agree (laughs) so uh do you have anything uh, any other kind of positives you want to bring up? Do we want to go into uh, kind of like fleshing out the gripes a little more? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just kind of follow up on that one. You were mentioning the colors too. I actually kind of have a gripe with the colors because it is black and white. I feel like it sort of, it ends up with, it's kind of the issue that I have with uh, Yozakura Family 2 where the characters and kind of like a lot of the stuff that goes on is really... You know, like in Yozakura Family, the characters are really set apart by their colors. Like, they all have crazy hair um, that you don't see in the manga. And so this happens with uh, this one as well, where, like, Nagisa has, like, blue hair and Karma has red hair. And it, you know, I think it makes these characters more interesting and, like, sets them apart a little bit. But you don't get that from the black and white manga. And kind of the same a little bit with Koro-sensei, like... I like the, like, the gag aspect of, like, he's turning red, or, like, yeah, he turns green and gets, like, this circle around him, but there's no clear visual difference between red and green. It's not, like, some, you know, deal-breaking thing, but it is one of the things that, like, every time I notice it, uh, it's like, man, this would, like, this part would do better as an anime. Definitely. 
they were probably aware of that too like mm-hmm. when they were publishing it uh, yeah uh but yeah i think there's like not a lot of this was what my grape was there's not just a lot of like distinction between even like the main cast of the kids mm-hmm. um i really don't care that much for nagasa's character design he's yeah. just kind of like off-putting to me mm-hmm. um well his his main character designs for like the kind of the human character is pretty weak in all of them like in nogami neuro the like the girl like uh nogami neuro or whatever is pretty interesting he's almost not as goofy as koro sensei but still the kind of like zany like weird extraterrestrial kind of deal um but i don't even remember what the main girl's name is but she just looks plain and even in elusive samurai he gets away with it a little bit because the outfits are so cool like you know yeah. he puts these like screen tones that are like real pretty over them but even then he's just like a kid with long hair i guess yeah that's and uh i haven't really read a lot of elusive samurai but i kind of feel like mm-hmm. nagasa and like the main character from elusive samurai have a similar like look obviously like, yeah different definitely hair color or whatever but they, they do look a little similar um, mm-hmm. but yeah i think the the visual like art aspect of this series is probably not one of its stronger points yeah well i'll just go into my next gripe then because my next one was that the art isn't as good as i remembered it being. <laughs> yeah like i i don't think it's you know it's not bad or anything like that like it doesn't bring the series down in the way that I think it can for, you know, some of the, like, uh, we'll go Earth Child even. Like, Earth Child is already a really bad series, in my opinion. But the yeah. art is also really terrible, too. <laughs> um, but it's just not, it just kind of is there. There's some moments where it's pretty cool. Like, I, I think the art, he does it well when, like, in Chapter 1, when Koro-sensei gets mad. Um, and he's, like, showing kind of, like, Koro-sensei's face, like, really like transformed like it's it's not even you know like when he changes colors and he still has like the the same like two dots and a smile like it looks like an emoticon um you know it's really different he becomes like a little more grotesque and like monsterish i think that works well but yeah it's definitely not that great and i think it's it's definitely worse to you know it doesn't help that like i'm reading elusive samurai now that it's not as good as elusive samurai i don't think elusive samurai is like winning awards for its art but once again, there's like really cool moments. There was one a few chapters ago where like they're riding this flaming log into battle and like, you know, it just looks really cool. It looks really, uh, I don't know, like cinematic almost. And you just don't get that with uh, this one. And maybe part of that is because of the setting. We're like in Elusive Samurai. Once again, it's set in like, uh, I don't know, like old era Japan. So they've got all these like pretty outfits and things, but and you can't really do that with just a school yeah where they're wearing the same uniform but yeah it's the art is definitely not as good as i kind of like remembered it being definitely and um i think that was probably like my main grape i think sometimes mm-hmm. like the the ecky humor <laughs> is <laughs> like it's hit or miss sometimes but yeah that comes mm-hmm. with the that comes with the territory of the magazine in general so yep. mm-hmm. um yeah it's <laughs> that's just kind of self-explanatory i think yep 
Cool. So do you have any other gripes you want to touch on or we want to go into our uh, student of the week? Yeah, I'll, I'll go into my uh, my student of the week. Uh, okay. I think I think my favorite character is probably Ritsu, honestly, out of the ones that mm-hmm. are introduced in this part of the series. I mean, obviously, yeah. you can say Korra Sensei, but I mean, he's going to be mm-hmm. like a consistent highlight. I think Ritsu yep. as a character is a really cool... Uh, I don't know if he like sticks around or anything returns as a major character but i think like her character arc was something pretty unique um mm-hmm. and this yeah idea- it's yeah. it's definitely like a little jarring too when they're because they say like you know we're gonna send in these two new students and they show like these silhouettes of you know humanoid people yeah and then it shows up and it's like this black box it's a it's a fun introduction too yeah um i think that's like one of the things that the series does really well is like these just like super ridiculous uh characters and mm-hmm. they have a little bit they get more fleshed out as the series goes on um yeah but you kind of they're think definitely they're like, gonna be like a gag from the mm-hmm. outset yeah everyone initially feels like a caricature of the character that they like end up being right yeah it's like, oh, the, the kind of stereotypical like you know she's this robot it's like oh yeah she is very robotic and like calculated and all this and then becomes you know a fun character with you know these courts like she has this giant screen that displays this you know uh like cute high school anime girl yeah who is your uh, student of the week my student of the week so i'm gonna go with miss vich i think miss vich's introduction and like kind of turnaround is pretty fun and she's a fun character sort of throughout but i think she just does a good job of showing like what the series becomes with like introducing this sort of like oh we hate her and then you know like turning it around like kind of being endearing and like a character that you care about and also um you know she has some like funny moments there's weird stuff with like you know she's the hot character so everyone's like always checking her out which is like okay you know that gets a little old but you know i think there's there's enough to her that it's it's pretty fun, and we get some drama with her with the cliffhanger at the end, um, which I like too. You know, I like uh, sort of like Lovro coming in and their interactions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought, I definitely thought she was gonna be like a pretty weak character in the story at first, in terms mm-hmm. of just like her just being like a total gag, but she's yeah, definitely she's... like interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. member of the cast yeah like they could have easily just made her like yeah just pure gags or just like oh this is the mean teacher character yeah and she becomes a little bit more than that yeah i i think she's uh done really well um do we want to go to who's in detention for our uh worst character of our, the of the week yeah i think uh for me uh karma was probably like one of the weaker characters um mm-hmm Every Shonen Jump series has, like, an edgy character that's good at everything, but he decides mm-hmm. he's just going to be, like, an asshole. <laughs> yep. um, he's definitely the character that, like, um, a certain type of reader is going to project onto. He's the, mm-hmm. he's the Sasuke or... Yep, the Hiei. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, yeah, he's kind of an edgelord archetype and... Mm-hmm maybe we'll see a little bit more interesting development from him in the future but for now 
Uh, he's yeah, probably I, one of the weaker characters. <laughs> yeah, I had him on as mine as well. I just think that like his intro is a little wild too. Like he gets introduced and then just goes buck wild trying to kill Koro Sensei, and like yeah. it's kind of fun because that's what he's supposed to do. But it is a little exhausting because I think they spend like two chapters with him, sort of like that. Yeah, it's I don't know. I feel like it could have been resolved a little quicker, and then he just sort of disappears. Like he's not there really for a few chapters, and he's in the um, like in the school trip. He gets like beat up and stuff. But he just sort of exists in that arc, too. He has the fun moment where he says that, like, uh, he surprised everyone by saying, like, that Okuda is his crush because she'd make him, like, potions and he can mess around with those and stuff and, like, you yeah. know, hurt people. But, yeah, he just sort of, like, they bring him in and it's this big deal and he's kind of going crazy. And then that gets resolved and he just is, you know, sort of in the background. I feel like, I don't know, if they had eased him in a little bit or, you know, just kind of kept him still being crazy that would have worked better yeah i think his first line is like i'm gonna he's like i can't wait to kill a teacher or like yeah, i always wanted like... to kill a teacher like yeah it's, it's a little over the top yeah but we'll we'll see what happens with him in the future mm-hmm. well karma was gonna be mine but i'll pick a different one just so that we have two um so i don't really have any notes on it but i think the principal is actually a little weak as a as like a primary you know kind of like villain at the start yeah he his design is really lame and he's just kind of the stereotypical like really mean principal guy right like yeah we've um, seen it before yeah i think it's you know his plan to like how they kind of like discriminate against three uh three e to you know kind of like make them on the bottom of the totem pole or whatever is it's cool and interesting but i think just overall as a character he's pretty he's pretty bad yeah definitely <laughs> cool well that's it from uh with assassination classroom do you have anything else you want to kind of add on to the series or are we ready to move on to uh this week's weekly shonen jump yeah let's uh let's move on for sure okay so we're going to go over the table of contents and then we'll just sort of discuss kind of what we think about it where we would put things um you know just kind of talk about what's what's going on and i i have you read any of this week's chapters yet i have not no i mean i think it like came out a few minutes before we yeah you're probably right yeah okay well i'll just go over the table of contents first i'll do the rundown then we can start talking about it so the cover is sakamoto days um and then the color pages we have are me and roboco then akane banashi and then there's a one shot shikigami um which does never get translated to english so i'm just gonna kind of ignore it um and then, so in the one spot is My Hero Academia, then Jujutsu Kaisen, Blue Box, and then we have our two new series, which are Ruri Dragon and Aliens, uh, Aliens Area, or is it Aliens Arena? Aliens I think Area. it's, yeah, it's a yeah. terrible title. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And then we have Six, a super smartphone, which that's its first week not, I think its first week not with the, the new badge, or, mm. uh, yeah. I think, I think so, something yeah. Like that. Yeah, and then we have Witch Watch, Elusive Samurai, Mashal, Undead Unluck, uh, PPP, PPP, Mission Yozakura Family, uh, High School Family, Earth Child, Doron Dororon, and then Absent or One Piece because it's on a four month bre- or a one month break, and then Black Clover. I think it's on indefinite hiatus, um, while he's getting ready for the the last arc, and then uh, technically Hunter Hunter is also missing, but it's been missing yeah. since I've ever been reading the uh, yeah. magazine. <laughs> Um, but I guess I, it might be coming back, so... 
<laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, I think uh, off off the bat, uh, mm -hmm. Akane Banashi getting another color page is pretty cool. Uh, it's been yeah, doing. Really I'm glad to well. see it. Yeah, I'm glad to see it doing well. I think it's it's easily like in my top two or three series of the magazine right now. Yeah, because I I know like a lot of the series I think automatically get like a couple color pages in their first few mm -hmm. weeks, but I think Kanabanashi yeah. got one like a couple weeks ago and mm -hmm. yeah, it's I, only on uh, chapter yeah. it's only on chapter seventeen I think or eighteen maybe nineteen yeah yeah so I mean it's had yeah it had yeah I know they definitely like for newer series if they're doing pretty well they'll give them one at like fifteen to seventeen but so to get another one so soon is really cool yeah um and it's and, been getting some buzz online it's it's a weird one that like i thought people would sort of like bag on because it's a it's a hard one to kind of follow because if you're not japanese i don't think the rakugo like stories work that great like i'm not familiar with them right so yeah i think it's probably a cool thing if you know what those are um so i could see it like you know not being that popular but on like twitter and reddit and stuff uh people seem to really like it so yeah, I think uh, just the quality of it makes it mm -hmm. really compelling. Uh, for one, yeah. I think the art, we talked about that before, is mm -hmm. great. Uh, it kind of has the, I mean, everything is kind of inspired by My Hero Academia at this point. Um, yeah. But I think they do that art style pretty well and make it mm -hmm. their own, which is I mean the thing. the. The best part of it is that the clothes don't have screen tones. He draws all of the like little lines for their outfits and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a uh, the detail that goes into I guess that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> the detail that goes into each character is uh, impressive, especially after mm -hmm. reading a bunch of Assassination Classroom. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> they they look like if you told me the series was on its like two hundredth chapter by now. I would believe you because mm -hmm. it just it looks really polished. Yep. And I'll mention the other two ones that have color pages too. Sakamoto Days, I feel like, it, didn't it just get a cover like two weeks ago? Yeah, um, it's on my roll right one. Now. Yeah, it's definitely popping off, which I'm glad to see. That was one that when the first chapter came out, it like immediately I knew it was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is going to be huge. Um, it's just so good. And then... Uh, the next one is Roboco. I like Roboco. People online hate Roboco because I don't think the gag manga really do that well. Um, but it just got a... It got the cover last week because it got yeah. its anime announcement. So getting the color page back-to-back, -back, it's cool. I, I'm i I'm here for uh, Roboco. Yeah, um, we've talked about this before, uh, but the covers that it's got... Or the volume covers that oh, it they're gets incredible. are... Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, MHA at number one is kind of interesting too. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like somewhat unfairly, I think it gets like hated on on yeah. Twitter a lot. It's mm -hmm. definitely been better, uh, been more compelling. I think this is kind of a weak final arc, but at the same time, the art quality has never really declined. Uh, have, yeah, he's no, he doesn't have any chapters where he just like phones it in or like you know I don't even want to say phone it in because that sounds really negative, but like you know Jujutsu Kaisen and Black Clover have both had chapters where like it's very clearly like they only got to sketching it and they didn't have time or whatever to 
you know, like yeah. ink over it. And My Hero's never had that. And even apart from that, like the quality's just really great every every single yeah. chapter. The pacing is like pretty slow right now, but he mm-hmm. always throws in like one or two really like hard panels every every yeah. chapter. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, any any yeah. like double spread for my hero is uh, just great. Like you know the Twitter banner quality. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, like I'm definitely an MHA defender and. I think even when it's kind of like boring, mm-hmm. it's it's just uh it's really good quality and the influence it's had on like every series that's out now is pretty yeah on ha- half the series in the magazine <laughs> yeah that's like yeah. I I definitely think it's kind of reactionary because the same people that are like mid hero academia were probably <laughs> like crazy into it two or three years mm-hmm. ago yep. I, yeah, I'm not the I'm not the biggest on my hero right now, but I don't have any kind of like qualms with it being high up in the table. Like it's it's kind of earned its spot and it does it's at least competent every single week, you know. That's yeah. sort of how I feel about it. Unlike, you know, number two, like Jujutsu Kaisen, I know people really love Jujutsu Kaisen and I, I like it. I like the setting, I like the story a lot, but man, it's really hard to follow. I don't like I feel like I don't even have a good gauge on like how much I like or dislike it, just because I'm so confused all the time. Yeah, I am. I'm with you there. I think even like uh, near the end of the Shibuya arc, I was having mm-hmm. to consult the JJK <laughs> wiki page like every yep. chapter because I'm like, who, who mm-hmm. are these like five characters that have a very similar design? What are their like? What are their powers? Yep. Their powers get explained in like a 500 word uh, report on, you know, like page three. Um, I, I definitely think that Jujutsu Kaisen is probably a series that would be better to like Binge. to cover on this to cover on this show. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It when it's to read it when it's done and like, yeah, just like go through volume by volume and not have to like wait a week because, yeah, like we just finished up the fight between these two characters. I don't know their names. I don't know really like why they're fighting one of them i think the one guy came to because he was coming to the panda's defense but i don't know yeah. why the character was fighting panda i don't know why this guy cares about panda i you know it just yeah it's uh i don't know once again i don't really have problems with it being high up because i know people like it i think the art's good and it does cool stuff every chapter but i just don't really yeah i don't really know what's going on jjk i think works better on tv year or as a movie mm-hmm. i think the movie yep. i saw that a couple months back uh oh did you yeah it got me like i'd kind of like forgotten about the series a little bit or just like was just like sort of um uh just like gliding through it every week but then i was like oh mm-hmm. man this this is the movie was awesome so it kind of got me hyped about it again and then i go back yeah. into the this current arc and all of it is gone <laughs> um so then next we have blue box i i mean i love blue box it's probably one piece is my favorite manga in the magazine but blue box is the one that i enjoy reading like week in week out right now it's yeah yeah i I think it's really great definitely has some of the hardest chapter cover pages and Mm -hmm. uh, we don't really have any translated 
like official no, I think volumes they, out yet. But I they think they come good. out in like September or something like that. I think they come out this fall. Yeah. Um, but the untranslated volume covers look great. So yeah, should mm-hmm. be a no brainer for that one to eventually like become a hit. I think. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be big. I think all the, you know, all like the the romance stuff. I think works pretty uh pretty well. Like it's I don't know. It's not like super corny or anything like that. I think it you know, it just works all right. This was one that I wish they would lean into like the sports stuff a little bit more. But you know, I'm kind of fine with it where it is. Yeah, and I'm all definitely... the all the all the action uh like panels are really great. I'm definitely waiting for the protagonist to like have some sort of win mm-hmm. in the sports world because I'm, I'm yeah. a, little, a little sick of well, seeing him get like rocked and bad. <laughs> well, I think we're, I don't remember what the ending of the last chapter was, but I think we're getting there. Like, wasn't he starting yeah. to come back on that guy? So maybe that's what we'll, maybe that's what yeah. we'll get now. Yeah, definitely. Um, next, yeah. Uh, next we have our two uh, ones. They still have like the new badge, just Rory Dragon and Aliens Arena. Um, I'm liking Rui Dragon a lot. I thought the one shot was really cool, and I like I've liked the first two chapters. Uh, yeah, I want to see it yeah. push itself on the uh, art front mm-hmm. a little bit more. Uh, it has yeah. really appealing character designs, a little mm-hmm. too my hero influence, but like I'm cool with yeah. that. Um, well, I think the sorry, I'll let you go. Oh yeah, there's the one thing I think is like a lot of the panels have like a blank background it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of like uh reading garfield or something like that where they just have yep. like a white backdrop um mm-hmm. it would be cool to like see them you know push themselves a little bit more but yeah I mean, I, I, it looks good i wish it was a little more and this is a tough ask because this is probably one of the just like best manga in general but like yotsuba i think does the slice of life thing but has like these really cool backgrounds and like you really feel you know like they live in this world and like you get a sense for it, whereas Ruri Dragon, they don't, you know, they haven't done that yet. Like, it just yeah. kind of feels like these characters, yeah, what, like you said, walking around on, like, just a blank background. Yeah, I think it needs to, like, it needs to set itself apart from Kobayashi's Dragon Maid a little bit, because uh, they're both <laughs> occupying a similar lane, although mm-hmm. I think Ruri Dragon may be a little bit more tasteful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and next we have... Uh, aliens area do you have any like strong thoughts on aliens area yet i guess we'll probably cover that uh maybe yeah later on in other episodes but i think uh right now it's kind of to me just like mid area honestly mm-hmm. like it's okay <laughs> yeah it's, that's how it is for me like i don't want to see it fail but if mm-hmm. it does like whatever <laughs> it's yeah. okay yeah, yeah, I think the story and, like, the premise of it hasn't really caught me, but I think that, uh, like, the action scenes in it are actually pretty pretty good, and I like the character designs. They're a little weird. They're almost, they're kind of mashalish in a way, yeah. where they're, like, really kind of angular and uh, that sort of thing. So, I yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it. I wouldn't cry if it got uh, canceled tomorrow, but, you know, I'd like to see it continue on. Yeah. Um, next we have super smartphone, which I think we'll talk about, uh, here in just a little bit. So I'm going to kind of skip over it unless you have any thoughts on like where it is in the, in the uh, table. Yeah. I, think I guess this is, this is his first, yeah. this is his first non new chapter. So I guess I'm, I'm a little surprised that it is so high, but I know that they kind of give them some points, uh, yeah. after that first one. I know um, this is 
interestingly enough, this is three series with alliterative titles in a row because we're about to go into Witch Watch. That's a oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think looking at this, we got Blue Box, uh, Super mm-hmm. Smartphone, Undead Unlock. I think that's a it's a tip for any new mangaka. Doron Dororon. Yeah, <laughs> gotta give it an alliterative name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Witch Watch for me, uh, absolutely goaded number one in the series for me put it above one piece put it above mha this is a peak manga right here you Uh, know actually shinohara is on kind of the the matsui tier for uh like consistent series like sket dance had a full run and was you know apparently pretty good had an anime um whatchamacallit what was the his space series um uh astra astra yeah that was Amazing. yeah it was God, I, yeah i thought it was good it had it was like a shorter one but you know it's not like it got axed or anything like that it just kind of did its story so yeah i think you know shinohara may be a little underrated in terms of like you know being a mangaka yeah uh best color pages in oh hands down show and jump for sure uh great character mm-hmm. designs actually pretty funny um yeah not much more to be said other than that it's uh pretty mm-hmm. goaded yeah it has some there's some chapters every now and then they can get a little wordy for me yeah. but i think just overall it's still it's funny i like all of the characters really i don't think there's anyone that i'm kind of like dreading when i see on you know come across the page so yeah, yeah I, I really like witch watch too i have no problems with where it's at you could you know but you could bump it up above uh well you can bump it up above my hero jujutsu kaisen for me i still like blue box better but you yeah know, i'm fine with where it's at um next is elusive samurai i'm not i like elusive samurai i'm not huge on it um i'm just saying i think the art is better than assassination classroom it does some cool stuff but it just kind of exists for me um it's it's a little confusing yeah. it's it's like i think it's based in like a actual japanese like story like or actual japanese history so i think that if you kind of have that background knowledge it's probably cooler than it is for me so like the issue that i have with it and honestly like a lot of series too is that the names are all just like straight japanese names so they all kind of like run together and sound like mush in my brain because i can't you know i can't parse out that like john smith is different than like you know whatever ben williams or something like yeah. that you know like names that i recognize these all just sound like a bunch of mash of like vowels and stuff um yeah so I, it's it's hard to keep up with like who is who and like that sort of thing but you know i like it it's fine i'd be fine with it being lower yeah um, um, mashal kind of surprises me at number nine they like mm-hmm. just announced the anime uh they're in probably yeah isn't that like, yeah, yeah it doesn't get announced soon. in this uh well i think this this uh issue is when the anime got announced yeah 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 you'd think it would get like a color page for that it's also mm-hmm. in uh its best arc last week had an insane panel where it showed like multiple protagonists being like crucified on the crosses <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah um has definitely uh proven itself to be like really capable um it's one of those series that you could have like predicted would have been canceled after 20 chapters mm-hmm. um well but... it's one that 
yeah. when it started out, I remember it came across and like just seeing like the little icon with mash with like the dumbbells and like the you know the girl in the back and stuff i didn't even read it like when it was yeah. first coming out because i was like this just looks terrible like he has a stupid haircut it's called <laughs> mashal magic and muscles like this is dumb and then I, so i didn't pick it back up until i'd saw that like it was getting color pages i was like actually no this is gonna stick around um yeah, yeah and i enjoy it i like the art in it a lot i think it's really kind of underrated and i think the character designs like how they're all like real like spindly and have like these sharp knees and stuff and like pointy toes it's it's really cool it sets itself apart um yeah it's just it's really clean it's good every week undead Um, unlock is uh mid to me it's yeah it's inconsistent yeah i think i was talking to you a little while back that it's like the definition of just like an average series i don't have any like super huge qualms about it it's not doing anything it's like really blowing me away um i think that like the fights and kind of like the uh like the magic system of it is interesting um but it's not enough to kind of carry it through the characters are not that fun at all uh the girl has been missing for like 10 chapters which is kind of nice because she's a little bit annoying yeah um but yeah it's just it's fine it could be lower um next is the ppp ppp you have any strong thoughts on ppp ppp uh it's it's pretty cool um mm-hmm. i love the art style the story is occasionally like whatever to me mm-hmm. um but you know i'm happy to see it do as well as it has been doing uh obviously yeah. a lower spot this uh, mm-hmm. this week but it's like to me it feels like some guy that's like to put it in baseball terms like a solid fifth guy in the pitching rotation like yeah mm-hmm. you, you like to have it every week uh you know it's never gonna like be shockingly bad yeah he's definitely it's yeah. uh ppp ppp is definitely the jordan montgomery of you know, <laughs> shonen jump like yeah it's solid it does its job but i'm not out here buying the uh the ppp ppp jersey yeah exactly um, cool color pages though Good it does have cool color pages and like you said i think the art is really cool it's got a style that's different from basically everything else in the magazine um so yeah good on good on ppp yeah uh next is Yo- we got the, the families back to back yoza fam and then high school fam yoza fam to me uh i mentioned this earlier uh great episodic format for the first like hundred chapters or so mm-hmm. uh, honestly like originally it was one of my favorite and uh they kind of have like i can't even call it like an arc but just like this sort of continuing plot line with uh them learning about their father and like yeah characters kind of going missing for a while it seems to be like stuck Mm -hmm. and i don't know if there's any way they can like really neatly end it right now so i think it's just kind of like floating yeah but it, it gets color pages like every other week so mm-hmm. I don't, yeah I don't they're still like <laughs> yeah they're still just keeping it along for the ride yeah i don't like any of the actual story arcs of it the plot is really kind of convoluted and not all that interesting but i like the more slice of life moments of it and i think all the characters are are pretty fun yeah aside from the dad i really don't like the dad but he makes for some good 
panels like the there was the one a couple weeks ago where he like was smiling had like the blood all over his face i thought the art was really great in that and it, it definitely yeah. came across like a little bit creepy um <laughs> next is high school family i love high school family high school family would be up there with like blue box and uh akane vanashi for me um a little sad to see it so low down here with the earth child and the door runs but they it's been sort of down there for its whole run and they still like keep it along so I, I'm just going to kind of chalk that up to, like, being a gag manga and also there yeah. being, like, a lot of pretty good series in, so something decent has to be lower than you'd like it to be. Yeah, looking back at this, I kind of realize, like, there's a lot of series that I really do enjoy. I think sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, nothing's, yeah. like, uh, incredible, but then, yeah, there are some mm-hmm. great series. So. Uh, yeah. Earth Child is not one of them. It is no, definitely... Earth Child... Yeah. yeah, it's. I could do a full uh, podcast on how much I hate Earth Child. Um, I think it's one of the just worst pieces of like professional <laughs> writing or literature I've ever read in my life. I think it is really, yeah. really bad. It doesn't even have the saving grace that some bad series like. You know, I liked Red Hood and the premise of it, but after a handful of chapters, I'm like, okay, Red Hood is pretty terrible. Um, yeah. But at least Red Hood had, like, cool art, and the designs were pretty fun for a lot of the characters. Earthchild doesn't even have that. It's in, like, a pretty lame setting. It's it spent half of it in outer space, which doesn't lend itself to, like, a cool setting either. But also, he doesn't draw, or, you know, the artist doesn't draw backgrounds. Yeah. There was a chapter a few weeks ago that I counted it out. It had eight chapters that had, or eight panels that had a background to it. Yeah, and yeah, some I, of these pages are just like straight up like Hunter x Hunter level mm-hmm. exposition about nothing. Yeah, um, it's, and the story is just really just going nowhere. Like yeah. every, every single chapter is basically the, uh, you know, the dad being like, you know, I need to do this to save my wife. And everyone's like, no, don't do that. You're going to die. And he's like, <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. And they're like, yeah, we're back here. We've got you to go do it. And then like something happens and we repeat that the next week. Meanwhile, Albert is like in the corner shouting, like I'm the main character. It's yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm glad that it's so far down. And I would, I would like, I feel bad a lot of times. Cause I'll see this online too. People are like, Oh, why is such and such not getting asked? They should act such and such. I'm like, well, why do you want it to get, acts like it doesn't affect your favorite series but i want this yeah. one acts just because like whatever comes up next can't be as bad yeah definitely definitely door on um i i don't really like i don't really get it um mm-hmm. i kind of liked the design of the characters but to me it's just like any you take any element of the series and you're like, oh, yeah, this is just, like, ripped off of this thing. Um, yep. To me, the art ripoff of My Hero Academia, a uh, whole, like, overall aesthetic of it and, like, plot is egregiously copying <laughs> Demon Slayer. Like, mm-hmm. the costumes yeah. are basically yep. just the... the, the they yeah, they call said, what if... They call themselves they basically... They said, what if Demon Slayer was 2020? Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we're not the demon like Slayer Core, they're the Yokai Slayer Core. And mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know if you even like have any uh I don't know if you ever played or like read anything from it, but it also reminds me of Yokai Watch a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um the little like mascot looks really similar to the ghost whisper from Yokai yep. Watch. 
Mm-hmm. My thing with Doran uh, Doran is it was pretty like inoffensive to me. It just kind of was there. I didn't hate it, but I, you know, I wasn't like excited to read any of the chapters. And then there was the one I don't know. It was a few chapters ago, I guess. Where uh, is it? Kusanagi is that the the little guy's name? Yeah. Um, where he like runs off to help uh, the big like the elephant looking yokai guy. Um, and it's like showing this backstory where like he had already kind of backstabbed him and he's like, Oh, I'm going to go help him. There was no setup for it at all. And it was really honestly, even kind of like out of character. And that just like totally turned me off. I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like this should have <laughs> been axed instead of Ayashimon. Ayashimon yeah. at least had like fun art, even if the story was a little, uh, rough. Yeah. Doran, Doran, uh, honestly, if there were so many other strong series in the same way, I would like be cool with it, but mm-hmm. you know, let's move on. Cool. Let's go down to uh, let's do our super smartphone uh, scattering report. Uh, yeah. Super smartphone. It's a manga by uh, the stories by Hiroki Tomisawa with art by Kintaro Hidano. It's at I think it's on chapter eight. Yeah, this week's is chapter eight. So we're gonna go through, give kind of our scattering report of what we think of super smartphone, and then kind of like where we think it will. How long is it gonna last? Yeah, so we'll put this on, like, baseball. We'll put it in baseball terms. Um, Mm -hmm. Imagine this is uh, a page from the baseball prospectus, like, uh, scouting report sort of format. Everything rated from 20 to 80. 80 being, Mm -hmm. like, Hall of Fame-level ability. Um, So in terms of, like, story, I'm going to give it, like, a 40 or 50 uh, with upside. So this would be like uh, maybe a 40 with upside room to grow. Uh, the story mm-hmm. is uh, very similar and unapologetic about being similar to Death Note. Um, yeah, just it's, for a, some, it's just a rip. Imagine if the... imagine Basically, this is like that meme where it's like, imagine if Jerry from Seinfeld had an iPad. Uh, this is just imagine if like Yagami had an iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. and the iphone was a death note but in this case instead of killing people he can just dox people with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah basically he's like uh he's got uh a super smartphone that he can like he basically just like google people's names and find out like all their background information where they are um and he's battling against other smartphone users to like well, there's not really a goal yet. He's just got to get points, and he doesn't really know how yeah. he's going to get them. Well, I guess his goal is to find his brother, right? Like, that's the yeah, overall, that's the overall. Like, what we're trying to do. Um, yeah, and it's it's still not, like, really set out how he is kind of going to go about doing that, other than just finding, um, like, getting more points, yeah. Yeah, and it he gets points just by, like, getting achievements. Mm-hmm. Like, so he just, like, Basically, he's just messing around with the phone and seeing what it can do. Um, so it's like an okay did, story. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was... Uh, I think that, like, on that aspect, I like that he introduced the points thing. I think that it pretty easily could have been, like, you know, he gets this phone and can just, like, solve all these problems and, like, that becomes, like, this real, like, I don't know, like, annoying plot thing where it's like, well, he could just do this. Um, so I think the points was actually like a pretty good workaround for not making him like super overpowered. Yeah. 
I think uh, it had one of the worst opening panels that I've ever read. Uh, the f- opening panel was like, have you ever heard of Google? It's really um, terrible. Yeah. I, I almost like immediately just like dropped it after the first page, but it's gotten better. <laughs> uh, but yep. a, a horrible way to introduce any <laughs> any story. Well, and it, it does the thing that I was saying that uh, Assassination Classroom doesn't do, which is like, it yeah, it has like, do you know about Google? And then like just gives <laughs> you this text with like someone on a smartphone. It's like, yeah. we don't need that. Like just just start it in the classroom right the art uh, gonna give that like uh, this may be like an unpopular opinion i'm gonna give it like a 50 which is still like mm-hmm. a pretty good score um, yeah definitely in that same lane of the talking about where it's like unapologetically influenced by my hero academia but they mm-hmm. do it a little bit better than some of the other series I really like the character design for like the detective that they introduced a few chapters ago. I think she looks pretty cool. Yeah, the one on like the police force or whatever. Yeah, basically yeah, the she's cool. fake uh, light or not mm-hmm. like L Malia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the art. I keep in my head like comparing it to Death Note, which is you know maybe not fair because Obata is once again like one of the best artists ever, apparently. Um, and I think it just, it does something different. Like the art shouldn't like necessarily have to be compared to that just because it's, you know, this is like death note light kind of. Um, but I think it helps it like tonally a little bit where like death note kind of had to be serious all the time and didn't like do like jokes and gags or like, uh, like reaction shots very well. Whereas this one I think does like when someone's like really tired or like, uh, you know, surprised by something you can like see it on their face death note didn't really have that outside of like you know there'd be some times where you'd flip the page and then l would be like sitting in the chair weird and that was like fun or funny yeah um i think this one has like a little more room in that regard but yeah the art is competent but it's not you know it's nothing Mm -hmm. to write home about i don't think yeah in a similar vein i think the character of like or just like the way the different characters are fleshed out i'm gonna give it like a 30 for character i think it's probably its weakest point um yeah the main character this whole thing is like oh he's a overachieving or an underachieving genius that's that's been done to death um especially in shonen <laughs> Jump. um mm-hmm. this is the character once again for the reader to project onto um yep the his like his friend slash love interest uh whatever it's just like a pretty stock character for shonen yeah Monica. her design is really pretty boring like i don't even yeah. remember i don't remember her name i can't even like picture necessarily what she looks like just that she's like this plain high school girl she looks like one of the kind of like the b characters from candy flurry yeah exactly and um I think the sort of uh, bootleg version L is interesting and probably one of the bright spots of the series. I love her like, mm-hmm. over the top reactions, but at the same time, yeah. like L is probably one of the greatest shonen characters ever. Super yeah. interesting. The, yeah, the other smartphone holder really isn't doing it for me either. I I think he's uh I don't know, not that well done. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 
yeah the, he, he's I'm, a stock i'm kind of with you on sure yeah yeah um, especially to be like the the big bad villain so far at least of the series is he's pretty weak yeah i think uh, for enjoyment i'm gonna give it like a 50 or a 55 ish i think mm-hmm. despite all its flaws it's enjoyable just because there aren't any series in a similar lane right now um it's a cool mystery series and i think just being able to compare it to death note is kind of fun even though yeah. it's definitely never gonna be death note 2 uh it's mm-hmm. you know it's cool i like it yeah i keep i keep in my head kind of comparing it to itlc also because itlc yeah. tried to do that sort of thing and i actually think like the first few chapters of itlc were really fun and like kind of genuinely creepy and then it just completely fell on its face so you know i kind of give it points to like for making eight chapters and not just like being atrocious or like writing itself into a hole um yeah it's been one that i'm kind of like fine with every week um sort of i'm more excited for it than not like you know kind of like okay let's see what the smartphone does this week yeah for sure uh and over under number of chapters before it's axed mm-hmm um i think it's got a little potential i don't know if it's ever gonna make it out of triple a if we're still putting this in baseball terms this is mm-hmm. definitely like journeyman at best um, yeah so i think i'm gonna get it like i don't think this is gonna be part of the 19 chapters club this is gonna be something mm-hmm. that maybe makes it between like 30 and 40 yeah, I was thinking what else is in the magazine at the time. Yeah, I was putting it in like low thirties. I think part of that is because there's stuff that's like taking a break right now, so like it has some, you know, room to just like be in the magazine. But um yeah, I don't see this being something that can like make it to hundred and fifty chapters. It just I think it, it's too easy for it to like write itself like I was saying, write itself into a hole where it's like you know, okay, we've kind of boxed ourselves in and now the smartphone is like either super underpowered or he can just solve all of the crimes. Yeah. And I don't think anything else carries it enough to like, there's no cool mascot character. Like the smartphone's kind of fun, but it's nothing that I'm like, you know, excited to like, let's see what funny quip the smartphone has this week. And yeah, yeah there's nothing else that's like just really, I don't know, like making me want to read it each week. Yeah, the Pokemon anime honestly has a more interesting super smartphone. <laughs> yeah, like, the Rotom Dex is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like they should have, uh, they should have just made it like a uh, Rotom Dex, but with mm-hmm. these powers instead of it being Pokedex would have been a lot yep. more interesting to me. Yeah, make it like sentient. Like make it fly and like you know, kind of like hang out and like pop out of his hands and be like, you can do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With a Death Note, they. <laughs> Ryuk is like you know the probably mm-hmm. the only real like bit of comic relief that the series has so yeah well i think that's something yeah. that this series is like really lacking too is that like you know it is like death note but death note had ryuk and the, like the shinigamis and stuff which were like cool things outside of the world this is just like this guy has a really powerful smartphone right <laughs> Like, you know, it's it's honestly not that far from, like, where we're at now. Our smartphones are already pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the series would have uh, would have been a banger in, like, 2011, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. 
yeah, I think it, yeah, it definitely will go like at best Mitama security, hardboil cop and dolphin, like, you know, the 40, 45 range. If it kind of like gets lucky and just like, you know, Dororon gets axed and earth child gets axed and, you know, maybe aliens gets axed before it kind of deal. It'll yeah. survive some, but I think it's probably, you know, next in line after earth yeah. child and Dororon. If this is Tomasawa and like Hidato's first, or, like, second work, like, you know, this could be, like, something that gets their foot in the door to do something else. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not sure. I don't remember if it is. I don't know if it was them or if it was the Earth Child person, but one of them actually had a series that went, like, eight volumes. Like, they were pretty uh, established. But I think that might have been Earth Child now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. Because it was, like, people online being like, oh, was this their first thing and that's why it's just really bad? And it was actually, like, no. Actually, they're kind of a you know kind yeah. of a vet at this like they had a series that went over <laughs> a year yeah i think uh i like i think the art style is not bad i would watch or i would read something else by at least the artist mm -hmm. like a slice yeah. of life series could be more interesting than mm -hmm. this i think but yeah yeah it's yeah. it's I, it's cool it's okay yep yeah yeah no it's it's fine it's one that exists i i could see it like filling out the undead unluck lane where it's just like yeah every week i read it and i you know i don't hate it it's fine it's got some cool stuff going every now and then but you know yeah. ultimately i wouldn't cry if it was like gone tomorrow i would definitely trade it in for the uh the badminton one shot manga that uh oh, came yeah. out a while back um or, uh, what was the one? Popo, the girl with the horns. Never read it, but the character design of Popo looked a lot cooler than these. So that one's really good. I definitely recommend it. I'll check it out. Yeah, I would. I'd swap it for uh, either of those to get serialized. Definitely. All right. Cool. I... That's uh, yeah, that's it for us this week. Jude, do you have anything that you want to uh, plug real fast before we go, or anything you've been reading, watching, playing? You want to mention? Um. Yeah, honestly, uh, definitely we'll put our Twitter bios or whatever in mm -hmm. the uh, in the description. In the, so yeah, show if you're in, whatever. Yeah, if you're into uh, if you're into music, I I do some music writing for Bandcamp and Pitchfork. So check that out for sure. Um, and honestly the only tv show i've really been watching lately is degrassi the next generation <laughs> on hbo uh classic probably one of the top five greatest uh things ever committed to film amazing wow that's uh that's pretty big for a uh, drake and co exactly uh i'm sure he was uh excited to hear my co-sign uh <laughs> great great stuff from a young aubrey grant this is before his uh, subtract feature, even. Exactly. Yeah, he uh, he drops some of his first ever verses on the show. I didn't know that. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. He actually raps on the show. Un unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I don't have anything to uh, really plug. Uh, might be starting up the uh, read this way kind of blog website, so there might be some writing or some reviews on there at some point. Um, but yeah, I've. Uh, been playing a lot of Super Mario 3D World. That's my one little plug. If you're a Super Mario person, just just go play 3D World. It's the best 3D Mario, is what I'll say. I need to do that. Yeah, I definitely have not played that one, but it looks awesome. Yeah, it's great. I've got, I uh, 
I beat or I got all like the stars and I'm kind of going back and just like completing the courses with the other characters. And it's a fun game to like try to 100% and get everything, but also to just like run through the levels and yeah. jump around and kind of just like get to the flagpole. For sure. Uh, Kirby, the new Kirby game, also very good in a similar yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. I liked it. Yeah, I uh, beat it not too long ago. The Some of like, the ending bosses on it are actually pretty tough and get like real weird. They l- look like Bayonetta characters, basically. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kirby's got some really disturbing looking <laughs> imagery mm-hmm. in a lot of his games. Always like yep. that. Cool. Well, that's it from us. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, I don't know where you'll be able to find these, uh, but I guess if you're listening, you've already done that on Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever it'll yeah. be posted. So find yeah, it thanks the for same listening. place next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, look forward to chapter or uh, volumes four through six.